oh, I'm inadequate. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I don't have the BBL. Oh, my stomach ain't flat enough. Oh, I don't have a big booty. All of these things <laughs> are running through your mind and they are false. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of singlewomanchronicles.com, where I encourage single women to be the best selves by healing and avoiding certain pitfalls in dating, love, and relationships. And today's episode is brought to you by my book, How to Extra X, a guide to getting past unhealthy relationships. It's time to end the agonizing cycle of unhealthy relationships. Most people struggle with breakups because they just don't know how to start the healing process. How to Extra X is a step-by-step guide on moving past unhealthy relationships. Renew your strength and find happiness by walking away from relationships that no longer serve you. Start fresh by exing your ex. Learn how to stop the overwhelming thoughts of your ex. Get rid of the feeling of regret and shame. Eliminate the crushing feelings of rejection. Be at peace with your decision to leave and be hopeful that there is better out there for you. Start today by exing your ex. You can get this book on Amazon, books on Google Play, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble website. And if you are not a person who likes to read, you can listen to it on Audible. Okay. Yes, you guys. Happy whatever day it is you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm hoping you're having a great week. And um, yeah, God continues with this. Uh, I feel like I'm in boot camp. And I'm hoping I'm in boot camp because my husband is like right down the street. Like he down the street. Not like... Some people say down the street when it's like 10 miles away. I mean, like down the street, like walking distance. Like that's what I'm feeling, right? I'm in boot camp because I'm preparing for him. And yeah, over the weekend, I got some more revelations and I'm just like, okay, we just going to keep healing. Because every time you think you have arrived at your healing, like, okay, I'm, I've done enough, right? God be like, nope, there's something else we can do. All right. So... <laughs> This episode is entitled, The Men You Want, Want You To, because I often hear women say things like, the men I I want don't want me. And I feel like we say that sometimes as a joke, but when we continue to repeat it or think it, it becomes a belief. And we have to stop saying that because I believe that is a limiting belief because we don't know if that's true or not. Even if in the past that has been your reality, that doesn't mean in the present it is. And I will explain why I say this. But before I get into that, I'm going to mind Mary Folk's business just to teach this week. Just, just, just to teach. Um, you know, this whole Gabriel Union situation, I don't like to mind people's business, but... I just, (laughs) not only was it that situation, but over the weekend, I was talking to a friend and we were just discussing how like women who are not being taken care of in relationships are feeling like they're inadequate or like there's something wrong with them because they're okay with taking care of themselves and just having a guy who you know, it's just present with them emotionally. (laughs) Like not everybody has that city girl mindset where it's like, take care of me. It's transactional. Right. And I did a whole episode about this. I can't remember when about like women stop dating men for their money. Like it's true because 
We can't complain about patriarchy, but then participate in it. Like we can't complain that men want us to cook clean and do all this, be barefoot and pregnant, but still be out here yelling. Yeah. He got to pay to play. It just, the math ain't mathing. Like which one is it? Now there is of course, perks to pay patriarchy because like guys paying for food and dates and those things of that nature. Lovely. It is absolutely lovely. But I feel like if I had to trade getting my dates paid for, for a guy who is emotionally on emotionally. Ooh, no, we're not going to say it's unintelligent, but if I had to trade like a guy or society's thoughts that like a man should pay for the dates and lead and all this stuff like that for a guy who is emotionally intelligent who is selfless, who cares about me, who is loving and kind, I would trade. And the reason I would is because someone who is selfless is going to treat you well anyway. He's still going to take you out. He's still going to pay for your food. He's still going to ask you what you need and provide it for you the best way he can. So I would trade the two, but I'm just really sick of society like minding married married folks business as well as like minding millionaires business y'all a thousand heirs leave them alone but i just want to encourage a woman right now who may be listening and you're feeling inadequate because the dudes you date don't take care of you you take care of yourself i feel like there's a balance right of course you know, it's good that if a guy asks you out that he, you know, he treats if that's his thing, you know, that is okay. But I'm talking about people who literally expect guys on the first date to give them money to get their hair nails done for the date, to give them money for the babysitter for the date. Like that don't make sense. Like what? If you want to go on a date, that's, that's just a part of it. You know what I mean? Now, if he volunteers, okay, but I'm saying like, you shouldn't expect that. Or because you're dating a guy, you, you're expecting him to pay your rent because you're dating him. Like you're expecting him to send you money like every week and allowance. <sighs> Again, if that's what he into and that's what he volunteering to do, cool. But us normal people out here, have y'all been to the grocery store lately? Have y'all seen that inflation is inflation? Have y'all realized the average cost of rent right now? Like expecting a guy to do that, that don't even, what? It just don't make sense. So I'm just, I just want to shout out to the ladies who are taking care of themselves, but you're still out here looking for your man, your nice knight in shining armor who will lead and who's going to take initiative and do all of those things. You can still have that without expecting him to take care of you. Like he's not your father. He is the guy you want to date. So I just want to put that out there. A lot of people probably ain't gonna like that I'm saying this, but I don't say this and like, I would never put this as a TikTok post, Instagram post, because y'all my community, if you listening to this, you've known me for a while because you've been listening to me for a while. So you know where I'm coming from. So I feel comfortable expressing it to y'all, even though I know some of y'all probably won't agree either, but I'm just saying like, don't feel less than just because you don't have a guy who is paying all your bills. Most of the healthy marriages that I know, and these are the people, and I asked my friends in healthy marriages, why y'all don't speak up enough? <laughs> and I think the reason is because 
Nobody wants to hear the healthy when the toxic is more entertaining. Nobody wants to hear about the healthy marriages where the wife and the husband are talking about how they split the bills or how sometimes, you know, the husband might be down. So the wife has to step up or sometimes the wife may be down. The husband has to step up. It's a partnership in a partnership. It's like an alley-oop, like both of y'all, <laughs> like, both of y'all have to come together and make this thing work. So I just feel like we got to stop. We, we got to stop. It's, it's really madness. It's really madness. And it's sad that the toxic is so loud that we're starting to believe the lies. It's not the truth. It's just entertaining. That's it. But I know so many people in healthy marriages and they don't argue about who paying for what they're arguing. They're not even arguing. They're in therapy discussing attention and, you know, one person is changing and shifting. So their needs are different. It's stuff like that. They're not arguing over no dang on who paying for what. So that I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. Okay. Moving along. So the men you want, want you to. Okay. So I went out this weekend, um, with a friend to celebrate her accomplishments. And so we were out at this bar. So first of all, y'all, <laughs> if you live in Atlanta, honestly, if you live in any big city right now, everything is dumb expensive. So you have to like plan, you gonna spend at least a hundred dollars when you go outside. Like, you know, this, right. You got to plan for parking. You know, the drink's going to be about $20 a pop. So like you, you have to plan for these things. Right. So, um, I was already kind of like, uh, got to plan this money. This, these are the type of spots where dudes don't be buying drinks like that. If ladies y'all feel me on that, like, you know, certain spots you might go to, you know, dudes are just more likely to buy drinks and then other spots, they a little bit more bougie. So they, you know, they prefer you buy their drinks. So it's just, we're just in a weird, <laughs> like, you just never know. But I always come prepared with my own monies to buy my own drinks, right? So um, I'm going up there and I do know in this atmosphere, I sometimes get triggered because of the kind of dudes that are there. They're like that. I don't want to call them bougie, but like, how can I put it? Like, those guys who think they're the prize, I guess that's a better way of putting it. Like these are the guys who are used to getting like so many women that they feel like they shouldn't approach or they shouldn't say anything or the women are going to come to them. They're going to flock to their feet and we should be lucky to be in their presence type of men. So when I'm in those environments, I usually close up. Like I feel like I kind of become a shell of myself and I'm just like, I'm not talking to nobody because ain't nobody talking to me. And I'm already shy. Believe it or not, I'm outgoing, but I'm shy, meaning I won't speak unless spoken to. Like, usually if I'm in a like spot by myself, I'm not going to be the first to speak to somebody. You're going to have to come talk to me. <laughs> it's just, I'm just shy like that, but I've been working on getting better at that because I do know like if I'm in a networking at like event or something, I need to speak first. So just trying to get better at that. But anyway, so in those atmospheres, I'm I'm always like, okay, I'm not. I'm not even trying to check for any of these dudes because I feel like they're going to be on this type of time, blah, 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 blah. And also, we know that we've talked about my insecurities in the past and just, you know, um, 
feeling certain ways and you know I've dealt with like low self-worth and all that and overcome all of those things so I'd be thinking I'm fixed but then I get in certain environments and I get triggered and I feel like inadequate or less than like oh I can't pull any of these types of dudes because they feel like they're the prize so that is a preconceived notion in itself so of course if I go in an environment with that mindset I'm going to have a self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm already closing myself off. So if I'm closing myself off, that means that I'm not opening up for anybody to talk to me. So <laughs> I just have to constantly be mindful of these things because I'm in a season of like overcoming certain things. And one of those things is like this false self-image. And I'm going to tell y'all where I even got that word. So rewind back in the day, back in the day in high school, my senior year, I had a very tough senior year. Um, I ain't even gonna get into all that, <laughs> but cause I, it, I, that was so long ago, but we must understand that like our high school years are our formative years. So some stuff we went through there will carry over into our adult lives and it'll be like an underlying thing. So back then I did not fit in and I felt I like literally didn't fit in. Like my senior year was very rough because I got into it with my dance team and like I had to still be on the dance team but none of them talked to me like it was very weird like that's a whole little thing it was kind of like on some like mean girls type <laughs> stuff it was crazy so I sometimes go in certain environments and I feel like okay automatically I'm an outcast I don't fit in so why try another thing going into college um when I was in college like I didn't have a serious relationship with anyone I went to school with. Most of my relationship were with relationships were with guys who weren't in college, who if they were in college, they were at another school or community college or something like that. Like I wasn't necessarily aiming for the guys who at the time were quote unquote on my level because I told you I had low self-worth. I felt like those guys did not like me. So I felt like the men I wanted did not want me because when I tried with those guys, all they wanted was sex or they just was bored and they entertained me when they felt like it, but then left it alone. But again, that was a self-fulfilling prophecy because years later when I would talk to these guys, just, you know, after college, we randomly see each other, you know, on social media, they would say things like, actually, I did like you. Like, I actually wanted to be serious with you, but I felt like you didn't want to be serious with me because I had a tendency to self-sabotage because in my mind, I felt like the guys that I want don't want me. So a lot of how we react to certain things is all in our freaking brains, bro. <laughs> it's like in our freaking minds, right? So I know I'm like all over the place with this, but I'm going somewhere. So anyway, fast forward Saturday. So we're at this bar, whatever, um, rooftop little situation, very cute, you know. So we drinking or whatever. So we go outside on the patio and there's... um no seats, but we see this guy sitting by himself and we're like, I wonder if he's with somebody. And then there were some girls like by him and I'm like, oh, he's with some girls. So I'm not going to ask him. But my homegirl's like, no, I don't think they're with him. I was like, oh, okay, go ask him if we can sit right there. She's like, no, you go ask him. I'm like, no, I don't want to ask him that. And the reason I didn't want to ask him was because he was like very attractive. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, one, I'm already got this preconceived notion that you know, the type of guys up in here are going to be those guys who think they're the prize. So I'm not even with it. And then two, he looks so attractive. I'm like, guys like that don't go for me. 
And that's what I'm leading with in my brain, right? So after like two minutes, I was like, all right, I'll go say something. So I walk over to him and I'm like, excuse me, is anyone sitting here? And he's like, no, nah, you good. You can sit here. And I'm like, okay, cool. And y'all, he turned out to be so cool, so dope. Like he was such a nice guy. So it was me and one of my other homegirls. And then we had two more coming in. They ended up coming over there. Like his friends ended up coming over there. So like, it was a whole little party, a whole little vibe. Like his friends got with my friends and we could be friends. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was just a whole little vibe. Right. And so I'm still mingling, still talking to other people. They're like a few guys approached me or whatever. Um, but it was cool. And so usually when I leave, so I have this thing when I leave parties or places, I don't be saying bye. And listen, I'm sorry. Not sorry. I don't be saying bye. Somebody, there was a study that said people who do not say bye say, save three days of their life. A total of 72 hours not saying bye because when you say bye, people be like, oh, no, you should stay. Oh, oh no, where are you going? Or, oh, no, X, Y, and Z is happening. So that's why I'm be saying bye. But this time I said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say bye because I usually leave first. And one, I had a budget in mind. So I'm like, I'm leaving by the time I hit this budget. And I had already went over my budget a little bit. So I was like, I got to get up out of here. And then... Two, I got hungry and I don't know if they had food. And I was just thinking about some wings that I could get on the way home. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, bye y'all, bye y'all. So then I went up to the guy who initially I told y'all, like, I didn't even want to speak to him. I'm like, oh, this kind of guy don't go for me. I'm not even tripping. So I was like, oh, I'm about to leave. It was so nice meeting you. You're so great. And he's like, oh, hold on. And so he took his phone out and I put my number. He's like, yeah, put your number in my phone. We should connect. And I'm just thinking like, okay, whatever. So I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm thinking like, oh, he's just nice, whatever. He's going to get everybody number. So <laughs> I leave, go home, whatever. So he texts me later. Um, I think I had went to sleep. It was like after midnight. He was like, oh, where did y'all end up going? I don't know what time they left. I left at nine. So the next day I wake up, I'm like, oh, I was at home sleep. Um, yeah. And so he's like, do you work today? And I was like, I said, no. Oh, I didn't say this part. He's not, he don't live here. He lives um, in Cali. So I said, no, I don't. Um have to work today. I'm just headed to church and then I'm free. And he's like, Oh, I was wondering if we can link before my flight at 4 30. So I'm like, you trying to leave with me. <laughs> so long story short, we ended up linking. It was cool. We ate at Roussan's. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but I love me some Roussan's and some sushi. And, um, it was dope. Like we had a good conversation. He led with the questions like, you know, when was your last relationship? You know, we talked about emotional availability. He led that conversation. That was refreshing because usually men don't lead those types of conversations, especially about emotional availability. But anyway, so I said all of that to say after meeting with him and because he lives in Cali, I doubt anything will come of it. But it was a good experience. I feel like it was God kind of trying to show me like, hey, you keep saying this to yourself. You know this, but you still have this preconceived underlying belief that the men you want don't want you. And that is a lie. You just, one, don't even put yourself out there enough to even see. And two, it's just because of how you view yourself, not how other people view you. So I had to be like, dang, that is so true. Because this whole little situation showed me like, uh, hello, the men you want do want you. And so I'm telling y'all the same thing. Like we can't 
sit in these mindsets and believe that these things are true and think that our realities won't support it. Because most of the time it will. The only reason I feel like I was able to experience what I experienced because I did step outside of my comfort zone. I didn't want to go up to him and ask, can I sit at his table? But I did it anyway. I didn't want to say goodbye because I don't be saying goodbye, but I did it anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like I was stepping outside of my comfort zone and I was able to experience something different. Right. And of course, God brought it on home because pastor was even preaching about it on yesterday. If you guys are interested in listening to it, go to EBC in your city. E as in Eric, B as in boy, C as in cat in your city and listen to yesterday's sermon, um, which is um, this Monday. So Sunday was the, what's today? May the 21st. Listen to that sermon because he talked about how many times our limiting beliefs about ourselves, and some of these limiting beliefs are like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough can lead to a false image of ourselves. So we'll have a false self image and we will start to shape our lives around our false self image. So God was letting me know like, Hey, that limiting belief, the men I want, don't want me has made you shape your life around that. So that's why when you go in atmospheres like this, you become a shell of yourself. You're not very open. I'm probably folding my arms. I'm probably looking away. Guys might be looking at me, but I'm probably turning my head, like rolling my eyes. Like these dudes don't want me. And I'm shaping my life around that. And that's just not true. It's just not true. So if you have something that, or uh, a negative or limiting belief, identify that. Let's dig it up because we're not doing that no more. Especially if you feel like you know that you know that you say stuff like the men I want don't want me. It's because you're not putting yourself out there. It's because you have this false self image and you're just going throughout life, allowing your realities to support it because of how you're moving. You're proving it. Either your cup is half empty or your cup is half full. However you see it, that's how it's going to be. It's about our beliefs. It shapes our life. It's called confirmation bias. Think about these dudes on these podcasts that be wilding out, y'all. They'd be like, all women this, all women that, all women this. The reason they can say that is because they date the women that's going to support the bias that they have. And even if they don't date those women, they'll put those women in scenarios where they can prove it. For example, narcissists are really good at this. So (laughs) I've dated a narcissist before. When I argue, I don't argue with the person. I try to argue with the argument. It is going to be very rare. Maybe 2% in my life out of 100%, 2% of my life, has been spent hitting below the belt. I don't like to hit below the belt because words really hurt and I don't want that for me. So again, when I argue, I argue with the argument. So I'm not going to be like, well, that's why your daddy died when you was two and your mama was screwing your uncle. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Like that's just too much. Right? So I was dating this guy And he was a narcissist and he was just always talking about how women are just always this, always that. And they always like down in men and they doing this and they doing that and they hit below the belt. And my ex did this X, Y, and Z. And so 
one time he made me so upset. And like every time him and I would argue, like he would deflect, he would be the victim. It's just whatever. And so I felt like trying to argue with him, like I was getting hurt so much that I needed to retaliate by hurting him by hitting below the belt, which proved his confirmation bias that all women put men down. And he put me in that position to do that, to shape his reality around that because his behaviors were led by this false self image of him thinking like, oh, I'm only with women who do X, Y, and Z. So yeah, <laughs> your reality is going to prove that if you keep moving the same. So you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to dig up those negative um, self-beliefs. You have to like do different things. So I hope this helps y'all to shoot your shot and realize that even if in the past, the men you tried to go after that you really wanted, maybe it was one guy or two guys. Don't let that discourage you because you just never know. What's the point of even trying to date or, or get married if you're going to go for the guys you don't want? That don't even make sense. <laughs> so go for the guy who wants you because he go for the guy who you want because he's going to want you to. You just have to open up your mind and believe. It's all about faith. It's all about belief. It's all about thinking positively about yourself so that people can think positively about you too. But most of the time, they already think positively about you. But because your brain is telling you that, oh, nobody does. Oh, I'm inadequate. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I don't have the BBL. Oh, my stomach ain't flat enough. Oh, I don't have a big booty. All of these things <laughs> are running through your mind and they are false. Other people see your beauty. Other people see your light. It's time for you to start seeing it too. Okay? All right? All right. Until next time. Bye.